0: There is a library that exists at the nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books. Artifacts. People. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. everyone, welcome to the Attorney Archives and Actual Play podcast, where we play interdimensional archivists who try to keep things together and it works sometimes. My name is Bappy, my pronouns are they, them, and I play Real day Trakel. This arc we are playing kids on bikes, but before we delve into that, let's have my co hosts and our special guest introduce themselves with this icebreaker question. What would your kid self think of your current adult self?
1: Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ziva. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Linda, the adorable human office lady. She definitely had braces, and she definitely had a lot of Lisa Frank stationery. I think Kid Me, well, she'd be a little disappointed that I don't currently own a unicorn. Uh, maybe not teen me, but like little Kid <laughs> Me would be like,
0: what the fuck? Why not? Um, I mean, adult you is probably disappointed you don't own a unicorn too. Yeah, honestly. <laughs>
1: um, but I think I think otherwise she'd be like, you play games with your friends and like other people listen to it. You get to play on the computer for your job. That sounds amazing. I think she'd be pretty pumped about that, that I like write games and write stories with my friends and record them and put them on the internet. And other people are like, cool, I like this. That- that's pretty rad. Can't really complain about that. That is pretty rad.
2: Hi, I'm Dorka. My pronouns are she, her. I play Zen, the giant lizard barbarian lady. Her poor opinion of teens has not changed over the course of this episode. My kid self, looking at my adult self, I think would be fascinated by the idea that I am now out of the Star Trek closet and the other closet too. And she would be probably a little disappointed. Not that I don't have a unicorn, but that I don't play with dolphins for a living. I was supposed to be a marine biologist. It didn't work out. I like to
0: think that she would be happy for me. Yeah, she's no longer stuck in uh, two closets you shoved her into. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she might not play with dolphins, but she's
2: wild and free like a dolphin. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Listen to me, baby Dorka. You don't have to be a Republican. You don't. <laughs> oh my God.
3: You don't gotta.
0: We just keep finding out the true facts that we find out are that some people were possibly Republicans and other people were tall and mean. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let's be real. I was a Republican when I was a child who didn't know what that meant. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. You can yeah. cancel me if you want, though. That can't yeah. be held against you. We can't um, cancel you children. You can't <laughs> cancel
1: a minor. You're literally a minor.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's illegal. Hi, I'm Cat. From sort of symphonies I use she and they Pronouns and I play normal Human Magnolia who Had braces <laughs> Very believable. Say, That sounds convincing <laughs> Absolutely
2: knows what that means Where did normal human Magnolia have braces
3: At school <laughs> Well they're not wrong <laughs> Checks out and I'm, I'm so glad you said kid self instead of teen self because <laughs> my teen self would not approve of how generally happy and laid back I am. Oh, no. And also uh, lots of other stuff. But I think my kid self would love that I just live on my own and nobody fucking bothers me. I was a very timid child. So the notion of just like, having my own space and not having to be with my family and just having a corner to curl up in with book was my perfect life when I was a child. So just being like, hey, you know what? I live on my own and no one bugs me. God, the life. Being an adult is great. Yeah. Being oh, an adult's pretty ass. good.
0: Now you have so many corners to curl up into and do whatever oh, you them. want.
3: Yeah. Do I have the attention span to read books? No, but I'm not gonna tell the kid that because the kid loves book. They'll have to deal with that on their own. (laughs) (laughs) You know,
0: my kid self would probably be pretty pumped that I get to work from home and then I get to spend all my money on Pokemon cards.
2: (laughs) That That kicks ass. Shit, you are living the dream, aren't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. My my kid self is probably pretty happy with future self. Like, wow, you actually did it, you lunatic. And then give me a high five and it, Good job. Anyway, let's go back to our characters' kid selves as they ride on bikes and solve mysteries. Vroom, vroom! Let's do it. Bikes don't go vroom. (laughs) So, I guess you guys would go back to where uh, Thalia was staying, which is her little hobble in the woods.
1: Do we get our cool car Uh, back?
0: Yes, you can get your cool car back. Joey the car mechanic is just like, uh, Hey, Linda, you're a... car got it good as new you know uh i i fucking don't know car shit that's that was baffy um but you know even though your car is good as new don't use it as an excuse to stay away and he winks at you
1: no problem joey the car mechanic you're my favorite card on mystery boy
0: <laughs> i don't know what that means but i'm taking it as a compliment linda winks and gets behind the wheel of the car and y'all drive away into the sunset yep yeah So you all go back to Thalia's clearing where, you know, you all settle in. I guess you had to park the car and then you had to walk back to the clearing, but that's fine. Walking's good for you. You should exercise. Drink seven cups of water a day and go for a walk if you can.
1: Yeah, that's good life advice.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try. Um, So Thalia turns back into a person and has pants on again. Where do they come from? Where do they go? Something, something, Cotton Eye Joe. She's just like, yeah, I mean, if it was just me and my brother, I was just going to try to go to my aunts. But if it's going to be a whole bunch of us, maybe I can make like a little like a town or something with plants. How many of you are there? At least in the house, there's maybe like 10 of us. There's not that many. Uh, I mean, like, but we don't all live in the house. Some of us. You know they have their own families or whatever Um, not everyone lives in in the house so maybe like a few dozen of us I don't know I mean I've been living out here like I said it sucks not to have electricity but I mean if there's a whole bunch of us I'm I'm sure we could split up responsibilities of, of getting that stuff situated I guess it would kind of turn into a commune that'd be cute it's not a bad idea I feel like maybe you need to uh, find some some
2: space or find maybe some resources, but, um... And you don't want to use these
0: woods. No? These woods are bad? I mean, I've been living here.
2: Too close to what you're trying to get away from.
0: Right. Okay, you mean in general. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, that's 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 fair. Um, I guess the thing is we kind of have to figure out what to do with the transportation situation. Do you think I could hijack a bus? No, that's too high profile. Well, uh, everyone should should take their
1: cars and as many people as they can fit in their cars. And um, I'm sure we could, you know, borrow a couple more if we had to, since this is sort of an extreme circumstance.
2: Grand Theft Linda. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I suppose maybe you could track down a truck too, like a, like a shipping container, but I don't know where you'd go to find one of those. I don't
0: want to put my people in a shipping container though.
1: Well, just for a little bit. I mean, obviously not. That's not a long-term solution.
0: Sure. Uh, yeah, let's let's put that as an option, but I don't... Hmm, yeah, we'll, we'll consider it. I'd rather find like a pickup truck or something. They can all sit in the bed or what have you.
2: Well, there's a festival going on, right? So there are a lot of people from out of town,
0: which means you have a lot to choose from. That's true. There's definitely a lot of choices. Yeah, I guess that's something we can think about in the morning. Or should we do it at night? I guess people are going to be out and about in the morning. I would steal
1: vehicles as close as possible to when you want to leave so that uh, no one has to find out, hopefully.
0: Thank you all, by the way, for talking to my brother and uh, Magnolia for for kicking his ass, but not too hard. <laughs> as you've noticed, he's pretty stubborn, but he's a good kid. He's just, you know, so I, I appreciate it he's the most important person in in my life and so i i can't i can't leave town without him
3: hmm. he's nice
2: stupid but nice <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a bit of a
3: thick skull his intentions were good you must be proud of him
1: he really does seem like he wants to help and it's just a question of how when the best way to not go to prison forever in the meantime.
0: So I guess... I don't know what she does for food. (laughs) I guess she has a garden. She can make some stuff. Yeah. Unless there's anything y'all want to do, I guess you all kind of get settled in for the night, and she makes y'all dinner by the campfire, and she Oh, I love camping. Yeah, and she sets you all... It's like camping and glamping, but not quite, because it's not like real beds, but they're like... Little vine beds that are you know hammocks. Can I have a yeah, hammock? Ah, uh, Yeah, you can have a hammock. Hell yeah. It's gonna be cute as shit. It's gonna be like flowers and stuff. Linda is deeply uncomfortable with the idea <laughs> of sleeping
1: in vines, but she's gonna do her best to not be weird about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's valid. No, that's totally valid. So I think after like a few hours, uh it's nighttime. There's probably like You know, you have the campfire. There's probably like fireflies floating around too. I don't know if there's any bioluminescent plants, but if those are a thing in this area, then there'd be some of those. Uh, But it's all magic. So I'm gonna say, yes, there are little like flower lamps that are kind of hanging around the trees to light up the area a bit. You hear crunching of dirt kind of uh, approaching you all, you know, It sounds heavier than an animal, um, like, scampering about. It sounds like footsteps. Thalia seems alarmed. She gets up from where she's sitting, and she looks towards the entryway that she had barred with the trees. I think she's just kind of on alert. But then... You hear kind of like a whoosh, and... Light and crackling noises uh, start shining through the trees as whatever presence is on the other side has lit them on fire. And after a few moments of these crackling flames burning through these trees and and plants, you see a small group of guys. They look to be people from the um, house from earlier, the from one of the gangs that were kind of squaring off on the fight lawn one of them is the older guy that was facing off against Sol they walk up to you all uh, or rather they cross the threshold and they look at you all. His lackeys are there? Yes, his lackeys are there.
3: Hey Dick, how's your knee?
0: (laughs) Uh, fine, fuck you.
2: (laughs) Zen's got her knife out. She's just kind of holding it. (laughs)
1: Linda has her backpack uh, clutched. Like, she has both of the back straps in her hand, so she can swing it as hard as possible if she's gotta.
0: Thalia is kind of, she's just like, Derek, what the fuck are you doing here? And the guy, the leader at the front, you would assume, who is Derek, he just shakes his head and he's just like, Thalia, I've been so worried about you. And now I hear you're leaving town with a bunch of our our people what happened what are we going to do about Whittaker you're just going to leave us all behind she says i'm not leaving people we're, we're going to bring everyone with us they said that we we shouldn't fight and i agree and he's just like okay well who the fuck are these people look you aren't you that crazy girl that drove up on our lawn well first of all
1: i didn't mean to drive up on your lawn Uh, Second of all, it's very rude to call people crazy. It's extremely stigmatizing. And third, we know a lot more about this situation than you could possibly understand. So believe me when I say it is much better to get everyone to safety right now than it is to fight a pointless fight and either go to prison forever or try to make nice with someone who extremely does not respect you even a little bit.
0: I don't think you all understand what we need to do here. And I need Thalia to come with me because if she doesn't, he's gonna use us all as the sacrifice.
2: Yeah, idiot. That's why we're trying to get
0: you out of here. (sighs) He just like shakes his head and is like, no, he wants you, Thalia. You for the rest of us. So if you run away, Whoever gets left behind, you're going to get slaughtered. If you're not going to come based on that alone, then... And one of the lackeys behind him kind of steps up closer. And in his arms is an unconscious soul. And these lackeys look look kind of weird. Like, they have like this shadowy presence to them. And their eyes are, like, red. And when they exhale, it's like smoke or something coming out of their their mouths you can come with me I'll give you soul and then all of this can just be done with no one has to go or leave anywhere
2: this man told you this and you believe him
0: there's no reason to lie about that
2: of course there is he's been doing this for how long and you think you can give him one more and he'll
0: stop I can give him Thalia who has more power than the rest of us who can sate whatever sick, sadistic craving he has for human lives, I don't know. But we all know you're different, Thalia. And maybe this is the one thing you can do to protect us all.
1: Well, um, what exactly is going to stop him in the future? You can't possibly think this is going to stop him forever.
0: I don't care if he takes other people, he can take all the tourists, he can take the other people from Sweetgrass, as long as he doesn't touch us.
1: Um, that reasoning sucks.
3: <laughs> That's awful to say. Not you, Linda. You're, you're right. But I'm sorry, Thalia, that must have been hard for you to hear.
0: Thalia is just looking at Sol's unconscious body being held in the weird demon lackey's arms. And she glances back at you all, with pleading eyes.
3: Okay, looks like I have to kick everybody's ass. <laughs> well, okay,
0: yeah. What do you guys do? What happens?
2: I think Zen's gonna tackle the nearest guy. Okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me okay. too. <laughs> Team tackle.
1: <laughs> Linda's gonna take a yeah. a big swing at whoever she can reach.
0: All right, I'm gonna say these lackeys got the lackeys got a D10. I would say they all have a D10. That just makes it easier for me. It makes sense. Derek's more of a figurehead. He's not really a fighter, but he can hold his own.
2: Is this fight or is this brawn?
0: Yeah, tell me what you're just going to like. Like a goddamn linebacker. Okay, yeah, actually, yeah, do do brawn. You're a big, strong lizard lady and they're not super expecting you. I'm going to say the one closest to you maybe is, is holding soul. I'm going to say the difficulty is an eight. Okay.
2: I rolled a 19.
0: Holy shit!
2: Damn!
0: <laughs> yeah, you yeah. fucking... Yeah, describe to me how you shatter this man's bones.
2: <laughs> so the man holding soul is closest to her, and she just... she goes low. She goes for his legs, head on, with her shoulders, rams her entire body weight into him to knock him off balance... And just sends him into the dirt. And then that means Soul is landing on top of him.
0: Yeah, he just, yeah, this dude absolutely gets the wind knocked out of him. He's fucking bodied. Yeah, he goes craning to the floor and then on top of that Sol, who is like a lanky teenager, but he's, you know, tall and has some muscle. So he's pretty heavy to just have that dead weight fall flat on you. This guy just is like knocked out. I imagine all this is all happening pretty quickly. so what what is it that you all do next?
3: Magnolia sees Zen charge in and shouts me too <laughs> And is, I think gonna try to kick Derek's ass.
0: So would you do fight for this or what would you what is the role you propose?
3: I'm fighting.
0: You're fighting? Okay, so
3: because last time Magnolia
0: fought, they were able to convince people of the error of their ways. Derek has a D-10 in fight, so I'm gonna...
3: Oh, that is the 12 upon the die. Holy dive.
0: shit, he got a 2, so tell me
3: <laughs> how you kick Derek's ass. Whatever Derek's holding, presumably some form of weapon, right? No, I actually don't think he was. He was not expecting you guys
0: to... Because you guys all just like look like little teenagers to him like you guys don't look like you're fighters you have a knife or whatever but he's not like oh you're gonna like kick my ass so he's like I said kind of like the figurehead he's trying to intimidate you with his sheer presence and all that stuff so he was fully not expecting any of this to happen he was not like he has lackeys behind him so he doesn't need his own weapon so yeah he doesn't have a weapon at all
3: okay so Magnolia is going to go high okay is going to jump onto him and just, like, koala onto him and tip him over. Oh my God. Just, like, legs up against his chest, arms on his shoulders, here we go, to the ground. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, just yells. He's like, what the fuck? And <laughs> they get out the switchblade and are just like, hi. Uh- oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, do you just knock him to the ground or, like, what?
3: Yeah, and, and sit on Okay. Him worked last time yeah
0: yeah he's just struggling to like get out of your grasp and so there's only one more person left linda are you gonna take this guy out yeah so what
1: i'm gonna say is rather than fight linda's gonna use brawn with the idea of just walloping this guy in the face with this backpack as best as she can she knows she can't take him but she can probably like distract and disorient him enough to leave an opening for
0: someone who can Okay, yeah. This guy is probably distracted by the fact that his friend and his leader were, like, just knocked oh, out.
2: hell is breaking loose right yeah. here. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and so I'm gonna set the difficulty as as a 6.
2: Great, because my
1: brawn is a d6, plus I get a plus 1 because I'm a teen. Yeah. I rolled a 4, plus 1 is a 5, So I'm gonna spend one of my adversity tokens. So then, that would put me at a six.
0: Okay, yeah, uh, and we're gonna go with Meets beats. I don't know if there's a rule in the book. I don't remember, but I'm saying Meets beats because it rhymes.
1: It's a good rule too. Mm.
0: Yeah. So yeah. describe to me how you wallop this man in the face.
1: So Linda, who is still like short and chubby and relatively, she's very friend-shaped even as a teen, but she sees this guy and she she's had enough of, of all of this. Um, these people are being very rude and she knows the mayor is... Um, a big jerk and she doesn't trust him as far as she can throw him and she definitely doesn't trust these guys and so she just goes up to the third guy and is like i wish you would just knock it off and she waves her backpack just both hands as hard as she possibly can she puts her full weight into it and just smacks this guy right across the face with a backpack that has at least a bunch of snacks in it
0: it's like like a cartoon where it's like the freeze frame as his face goes like flying off to the side and there's like spit coming out of his mouth and yeah. his eyes are bulging out and he just yeah I mean you just smack him really hard in the head and possibly gave him a concussion so he just falls on the floor that's that's all the, it was just Derek and his two guys they weren't expecting y'all to kick their asses um, so Derek is still struggling. Derek is just like, get the fuck off me. Thalia, if I don't come back with you, more of my guys are going to come after you. I'm getting you to Whitaker, one way or the other. I don't really think so. And Thalia is just like, (sighs) exhales. You know, Derek, you're a real fucking asshole. That's why I didn't tell you shit. (laughs) And she kicks him in the face.
3: (laughs) You're just willing to give her up because she's different.
0: I was going to give her up to protect our people to protect our friends and you're fine with it yeah i care about you thalia but i can't just save one person at the expense of dozens i think i agree with thalia on this one you are a fucking asshole and thalia just takes in a breath and just like puffs out her chest and is just like and and that's why you're shit leader because a good leader wouldn't sacrifice any of their people I'm going to find a way to save everyone. You know what? Just knock this asshole out.
2: Are you sure about that? That causes like real brain damage and... um...
0: Okay, well, otherwise he's going to be like talking at me all night. (laughs) Can
3: you like vine him up?
0: Yeah, okay. And she just... uh, Vines come out of the ground and like wrap these guys up. Derek is still struggling and they like lift them up in the air and she gags all of them with the vines. And the other one, uh, for soul, the vines are more like, it's more like a hammock that kind of cradles under him, and the vines transport him over to Thalia, and she just kind of, like, checks over him to make sure he's okay.
3: Hey, Linda. Linda. Yes? Linda. Magnolia. Is it normal for people to do that to people who are different? Well. Just get rid of them? That's a hard question.
1: Sometimes, but not always, and- There's always people like us who are excited to meet people who aren't normal, who are different. So, you know, it's a mixed bag, but I think there's more good people than bad people out there.
3: Maybe.
2: The bad people tend to make themselves known more aggressively.
3: I'm starting to think that maybe we should do something about this mirror.
1: Uh, well, I have good news about that, and I will explain later.
3: (laughs) Oh, Good. I love Later.
0: I think Thali is just like, Neo beside this hammock, and she's just like brushing her fingers through Sol's hair, and she's just like, uh, I think this might expedite our timeline a little bit, especially if there are people who have the same MO as him and are coming after me. They might they might start looking for me again if he doesn't come back.
1: Well, uh, I think just say the word, and we'll make it happen.
0: Yeah, I think I think we should probably get going. Let's wake your brother up. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, and she just kind of shakes him awake. And he's just like, what the f- wh- wh- where am I?
3: You got got. Uh, again? You're not having a
0: very good day, no, huh? No, no, I'm not. What the? F- is that Derek? Mm-hmm. And Thali's just like, yeah, he tried to take you. Well, he did take you hostage to try to sacrifice me to Whittaker. My new friends here stopped him. And Sol just looks over at you all appreciatively and also bends over to uh, grab a rock and throws it at Derek and beans him with it.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, Sol, I hope you got the word out to your people because we've got to get a move on now.
0: Yeah, let's let's go. I I let everyone know. I don't know if people are for or against it, but I mean, if people are trying to f- fucking sacrifice my sister, yeah, let's go. We We should definitely get a move on then. So I don't know. I guess describe to me like kind of how how does all of this get an emotion? What what happens? Paint paint me a picture. I guess what are we gonna do about the vehicles? Can we just go back out to the trailhead and just steal all the cars there? Presumably some people also have cars, like you were saying.
1: I think uh, hopefully Thalia or Soul can drive, and we can get at least one additional car, maybe two additional cars. Take them and and load up as many people as we can. It's not gonna be super legal, but uh, we're already stealing cars. Also, what the mayor's
2: doing isn't super legal either, so... That's a good point, yeah.
1: <laughs> hey kids, if, you, if you're if you listening to the Eternity Archives, only have the number of people that there are seatbelts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and also, don't commit human sacrifices. Don't do, don't, don't do it. It's bad. It's very bad. Bad mojo. Dolly knows how to drive. I'd say Sol is definitely the type of kid who... He has his learner's permit. I don't know if he has his driver's license, but he definitely insisted on getting his driver's license and learner's permit right off the bat. He knows how to drive. I don't know if it's legal for him to drive a car without... Oh wait, there will be someone 21 and over in the passenger seat. It's fine, yeah. He can drive. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then, uh, yeah, I guess we, we can steal a couple more cars using Thalia's car magic, which I guess we should spend tokens on?
0: If y'all had gotten to rest, then she would have gotten her tokens back, but I believe she only had four more tokens left, so she can steal four more cars. (laughs) Well, she can steal three more cars, because I I feel like when you lose the last psychic energy token, that's like you're like knocked out. We
2: don't have that many drivers, so...
0: Oh, okay, okay, then yeah. So yeah, two cars. Um, and yeah, she does have to roll for it. It's not like a super pressing thing. like it's just it happens.
2: Also oh, she knows how to do it now.
0: Yeah, she knows how to yes. do it now. That's true. So you all are down to two tokens if that comes into play again later.
2: All right, so then I guess
1: we put uh one driver in each car and uh, we'll let Thalia lead us back over if that makes sense with y'all and just start loading people up.
2: I think we leave Derek and his buds in the in the woods.
1: Yeah, I agree. They're jerks. They can figure out how to get out of the woods on their own.
2: Oh, did they bring a car?
0: Uh, one of those cars on the trailhead's probably theirs. Thalia will probably recognize it. Yeah, yeah, they probably brought a car. She's, uh, she's not gonna steal that car. She's just gonna wreck it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Zen will help. Yeah. She. Yeah. She just hands you all like yeah. vine woven bats, and and you all just start walloping on this car. It's probably like some obnoxious like red. Convertible too, with like. Zen cuts the tires.
1: It seems uh extremely therapeutic to smash the shit out of a jerk's car, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty great.
2: She's just like,
0: fuck you, Derek! <laughs> you fucking asshole! Yeah! You come after me asshole. and my brother! So, yeah, I just imagine it's just kind of like a, a montage or vignette of y'all helping people uh, get out of their houses and load up into the cars and so before they you know when everyone's all prepared and ready and they're about to drive away Thalia will be like oh we can take you guys back to Ohio oh no that's um that's fine uh you know
1: um we actually because of the journalism thing we have a, a pit stop coming up soon that is not in Ohio
0: I mean we can take you there too
2: we can make our own way you just need to worry about getting as far away from here as you can
0: Okay, well, thank you. Thank you all for all your help. Seriously, you've literally saved my life multiple times today.
2: Yeah, well, it seemed like the right thing to do. Thalia, we were told to come here to um, decide your fate. Oh? But I just want to say I think it's important that you decide that for yourself.
0: Wow, that's a a weird thing to hear from someone. The the stuff about deciding my fate. Um, The second part was really nice, so thank you thanks to you all, I, I can decide my fate, I guess, now, and I'm gonna take this opportunity, and I wanna make the best of it. Good luck out there. Stay safe. Yeah, you too. Good luck getting back to Ohio. And then I think after that, y'all get beamed back into the library. So, real kind of, like, trots over to you all, shows you all the journal, and where the ink was, like, running off, and, like, bleeding into the pages and stuff, Give me a second because I have to think about this. This this was not, of course, one of the endings I planned because, of course, that's how it always ends up. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You guys, th- th- that was better than anything I could have imagined. So it was it was fantastic. Instead of decide her fate, it now says protect her fate in like not running off script, like regular library script. So I think real is just like, uh, that was a weird one. Magnolia is teary. <laughs> are you okay, Magnolia? Do you have allergies? you were in the woods a lot. Maybe. Maybe, yeah.
2: Allergies are very common, very normal.
0: Yeah, no, that was like crazy. Was she the anomaly? What? Like, what was in Sweetgrass? The more present day sweet. Is there just, like, a commune of supernatural people being led by, like, a magic woman or something that we just didn't know about, or...
2: Oh, well, there's the one that we did know about. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean,
1: my head hurts. I don't... I'm not sure about all this all this time I don't know about the time impacts but we made it back and um well eventually the mayor bites it so uh I hope that we did the right thing cosmically I I feel good about helping Thalia and her brother out though
0: yeah I mean that seemed like the right thing to do but like last time I don't know what the right thing is sometimes Hey, Magnolia, we, uh, possibly doomed a civilization to have no power, because we had to save a dragon that was being held hostage and sucked out of magic to power an entire civilization. We took the dragon back, but we might have doomed an entire civilization. I have nightmares about it still, so it feels good to say it out loud.
3: Well, if it helps, the world I'm from was doomed one time. And eventually fig- people figured out different ways to do things and they were okay.
0: That's good to hear. Yeah, that's true. That That is kind of, um... We liked your world. Yeah,
2: yeah your world was, was really nice. cool.
3: Aw, I like it too. Just because a world gets doomed a little bit doesn't mean it's all over. Yeah. People are very tough. Thank you,
1: Magnolia. That That actually helps a lot.
0: I've been like people watching, planet watching, plane watching. I don't know what the name for it is. Maybe I'll I'll be able to land on this version of Sweetgrass again and maybe hopefully I can see what Thalia and, and her brother are up to. Hopefully they're okay. Hopefully that fucking mayor uh, bites it.
1: Well, I mean, we did take care of that last time we were in Sweetgrass, so hopefully it's the same Sweetgrass.
0: Yeah, I just don't know about the... Diverging of Time realities
2: yeah.
0: and possibilities, yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna think about it. Yeah, well... It seems complicated. Then I have anxiety, so it's gonna be all I'm thinking about for the next few days. How about instead we go and play Mystery Boy? Oh, okay. Let's yeah, go that's play nice.
1: Mystery Boy and oh, then... Oh,
0: J- remember that Joey? I saw the way he was looking at you. I saw the way you were looking at him, Linda.
1: It was kind of fun to be a teenager again, at least a little bit of fun. There's no dreamy Joey the mechanic in the library for 40-something Linda, unfortunately.
0: I can find one. You want me to find one? Uh, I can open some doors. Oh, no, no, thank you. I don't <laughs> <wanna> know. Eldritch boyfriend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to go play Mystery, Mystery Boy with my friends. And then Magnolia, I'll explain to you about babies later, all right? Don't let me forget.
2: I would love it if you would. I'm very, very confused. Zen has been practicing Mystery Boy and is very good at
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> yes! competitive she's competitive. Boy. On top of like doing magic and technology stuff with Joseph, she's also been doing one v one mystery boy with Joseph.
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> just I just like I don't understand this me. game
0: at all. <laughs> is Mystery Boy a real game?
1: no but there was um like mall madness game. mystery date wasn't yeah, it? And then there was yeah Then there's a mystery date game where like boys call you on the telephone and they're like I like to surf and you have to like guess what boy it is
0: I just like to imagine that yeah. mystery boy is like a deck building game now <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe that'll be our next um, Christmas special
3: first released in 1965 oof that's way well, older than I was expecting so that was around in 85 <laughs>
0: Thalia knows all about madness, small madness mystery or whatever. Woo! We did it. We did Kids on Bikes. We did. Yeah. So what, I mean, what did everyone think of of the game? What were your opinions now that we kind of refreshed playing it just now? What are your feelings? Did did any of your feelings change a bit bit from what we were talking about in the first episode
3: or... For me, yes. Really? Yeah, I think... Honestly, I am more sanguine on this system now than I was after our demo games. I feel like things make a bit more sense. And I think part of it is, honestly, we were doing so much to play rules as written that we were, I think, using the rules more, mm-hmm. <laughs> which kind of made things feel a bit, I don't know about you guys, but it felt more cohesive to me than it did when we were playing the demo games. I
2: agree. Bappy, I could tell that you were like... Really making an effort to think about, like, the difficulty checks and not, like, scaling them up and down based on who was rolling. Yeah. And I do think that helped a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too.
2: Even if it did mean that sometimes we were rolling for something that seemed impossible. Right. But, like, we actually gained the adversity tokens this time and we actually used the adversity tokens. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I found the game flow a little bit more natural this time. And I think a lot of that was just your GMing in terms of like making sure to like reference the rules, including for things like combat. I also have to say that the way that the powered character controlled in here where you use the homebrew rules was, I thought, way more natural than the way it was previously. I think so, so. too. I thought this was a huge improvement because it felt like we could actually play in the space and work with a character. Instead of when you play the powered character the way it's written, it doesn't feel like a character. It feels like you each have a power. And that's not how it's supposed to feel. I liked this way much better personally.
0: Yeah, because you all had like a stake in... Thalia but none of like not as much responsibility and I feel like that responsibility is what takes away a lot of the fun because because it's like what Kat was saying they were saying like they don't want to step on people's toes and when you have this responsibility of playing out a character a certain way well how are you supposed to know it's not your character like even though it's supposed to be a collaborative effort like the GM had to come up with them first At least to me in general, all NPCs are kind of like the GMs, like little mind babies. And I always feel weird trying to take over other people's characters. And so I think, yeah, the way you guys were like how Magnolia was like, wow, wouldn't it be like interesting if you could like turn into an animal so they can't notice you? And I was like, oh, okay, I see what you want. You want them to shape shift, Um, you know, or when you're like, hey, Thalia, can't you like do stuff with vines? And then I made you guys Role and stuff like that. Yeah, I just thought that was that fl- definitely flowed a lot better. And and once again, you all were free to make these suggestions while the actual responsibility of playing out was still left on me. And and that made it less stressful. I feel like for you guys to to offer those suggestions.
2: Yeah, and I love games where players are encouraged to give suggestions. I feel like it takes a lot of the pressure off for both the players, like, and the GM. Because Mm -hmm. that also means that you don't have to worry at all times, like, what would this character be doing? Because we can just say, like, we can suggest, like, hey, Thalia, is this a thing you can do? And then that's up for the GM to be like, yeah, I'll run with that. Or, no, I don't think that would work. But um, when you're all trying to share the character, you're just going to run into the problem where, like, half of us, and honestly at this table, most of us probably will just err on the side of, not doing it because we don't want to mess things up. But like right. at other tables, you'd probably get people like fighting for control over the shared character and kind of struggling to shape that narrative. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's just better to leave the responsibility to the GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think that did end up working really well for us today.
1: Yeah. I thought this was, um this was a, a much better way to handle it, but on the whole, I actually, yeah, I actually do feel more positive after playing this than I did before. I mean, again, like we we already played it once, but we played it before, it just felt very different than sitting down and playing it in in a specific short concentrated form, but heavy on the rules.
0: I think for me, I mean, you know, that's also part of the reason I wanted to do the demo games is because like I wanted to get that floundering out of the way and kind of settle myself a bit more and, and hopefully the actual recorded episode is better play, which thankfully in, in this scenario I feel like it was so that's one plus thumbs up
2: I will say that like Yes, I liked this game much better this time than I've liked it previously, but it's still not really high on my list of favorite games. Mm-hmm. I feel like all of the stuff that I do really like about this game is the stuff that comes before you play the game, like the world-building exercises and stuff. And I feel like you can take that stuff and insert that into any other game. So I, I really like, like all the world-building, the pre-game stuff, but... I still feel like there's such a huge difference between like getting to roll a d12 on something and getting to roll a d20 on something that it just feels weird. It feels weird to try and do something other than your highest stat. I think like having a d20 in one stat really encourages you to play a specific way instead of like trying different things. The other thing is, I just don't like playing children. (laughs) Same. That's just a me thing. I don't like playing kids. I was a teenager. I don't need to be a teenager again. I don't really like children in games. And I know this game has rules and character sheets for, oh, you can play an adult. But why would you play kids on bikes as a party of adults? Like, there are other games for that. It's called Monster of the Week. (laughs) And we played that, and it was... More fun than this. (laughs) Damn. Jesus.
1: (laughs) I agree that there are pieces of this game that I really like, but I don't think it comes together as a whole. I think that the archetypes are really cool. Like I think that's a really good way to think about characters versus classes or playbooks because you can do any move and it's just a matter of like how you're approaching your character. You're not locked in. It's just like a set of suggestions. And I think that is a really powerful tool. And I like the the powered character existing and I really like the the world building and the, the character relationships. I almost wish that this was more like um like a zine game. I wish there was like a what's so cool about kids on bikes where you did all the like world building at the table collaboratively together at the front and then as you you paid basically very rules-light as you moved about. So uh, Because I actually, even though when we added more structure, it was good, this is still a rules-light game in a lot of ways. And the stuff that I had the most fun with was the rules-light stuff, like just like the role-playing. And so I almost wish that this was more like a zine game where you had a couple stats to play with, and then those changed your character and maybe even the powered character as you moved along, but that it was based a lot less on on the literal rolling mechanics of Kids on Bikes.
0: Yeah, for me, a lot of the mechanics on Kids on Bikes just felt super arbitrary, like with the 2d4 for the powered character rolls. The way fights are resolved, where the attacker and defender both roll a die, and then like I didn't get too much into it. I tried, I mean, I, I explained a little bit where it was like the graph says like, attacker wins by one to three, or whatever, you know, I did want to focus a little bit more on the rules and the graphs and whatnot but it just felt like arbitrary. Like, why would why am I rolling for the defender? Why wouldn't I just use a difficulty check? You know, like, I guess it's supposed to make it feel like, oh, the fight is dynamic, the fight, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, is it? It's just a fight against an NPC. It doesn't have to be dynamic. Like, I guess if there's two player characters fighting each other, maybe that's what it was intended for. I'm not sure. And I mean, I already aired my grievances with the difficulty checks, I think my opinion on that is still the same, even if I employed it better in my opinion than I have in the past here, because it just, there are still moments in the game where I was like, okay, well like for the fight checks, which were basically trying to figure out a DC, but just, you have to figure out the die, I was still like, okay, well, I guess I could do a D20, because these are like demon-possessed boys, and they should be good at fighting, but that doesn't seem right? I mean, that doesn't make any sense to, like, do that and just fuck over my players. Uh, So it's like, there's a lot of, like, internal thinking there that I was just, like, was only present because of these arbitrary systems where it was just, like, instead I could've just made a a DC and then have you guys beat that check, where now I'm just like, I don't fucking know what die to use for this. (laughs) Like, what's fair but makes sense.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for a game that seems to be and tries to be rules light on its face like there are way too many tables in this book like yes. yeah. when you're doing a skill check it's not just here's the table for difficulty once you roll it's here's the table for how much did you beat the check by or fail the check by and so it has like it's like degrees of failure and success oh, yeah. on top of just yeah. like the difficulty check. And it's like, I feel like choose one of those. And Damn it. It I knew I was forgetting another
0: mechanic. <laughs> 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 I do. See, it's like I, I was trying extra hard to be like, oh, let's do this rules as written. I'm trying to teach people the game. And I forgot another table. And it's just like, to me, if you're going to be a rules like collaborative storytelling game, why am I being like, oh, shit. I forgot another mechanic. Why are these mechanics in the game? I thought we're just trying to tell a story, not play a video game. You know, I don't know. I don't know. That's a little frustrating to me, too, because it's like this is like the third. I mean, and this could just be an egg on my face. And I will totally own up to that, that this is like my third time doing this. And I'm still like, oh, crap, I forgot. I forgot about that mechanic.
3: (laughs) I will quibble with tables. I think as a game designer, I always try to make it so the game can be played with the book closed because I just find it tiresome to look up results of roles all the time. I think it's important to run a game that can be played, at least in roleplay chunks, with the book closed. Open it when you're leveling up your character. Open it when you're creating your character. But like, you can play with the book closed. And if your mechanics make enough logical sense and they're internally consistent, this is entirely possible. Um, The other thing is, I just don't like single die unmodified resolution. I don't like it. There's no floor. Like, there's a modifier on the roll that at least sets a limit on how badly a roll can go for you. Same thing if you're rolling multiple die. There's a floor. But when you're rolling a single unmodified die, it's like, no, the floor is one. <laughs> like, yeah. And whether you're great at something or terrible at it, the floor is always one and I don't
0: like that. Yeah, like as funny as it is narratively for Magnolia to kick Soul's ass so thoroughly. It's also like <laughs> Sol is like a supernatural werewolf boy. He should have been able to do a little bit more than literally just fall flat on his back. I mean, like I mean like I think it worked out narratively and and that's fine, but it's also just like okay, he rolled a 1. He's useless. <laughs> like he f- doesn't do anything.
2: <laughs> right. And and that's something that we complain about in like D20 games, like d and and stuff, where like, even if you're really good at something, you roll a one and like, oop, that's it. That problem was even worse here. Yeah. yeah. This game
1: requires you to care and focus on your stats so much that it takes some of the joy out of it. I personally think like I, I had to decide what I wanted to do and then look at my little stats table to decide if it was worth doing or not. And to me, that's not the point of role playing games. That's fine in like a video game, um, right? Like it makes sense that like if you're you're level 10, you don't wanna roll into the level 30 boss and be like, I'm gonna fight you because you'll probably lose and it'll probably suck. But in tabletop games, at least in the narrative ones, you have some flexibility there. And in this one, it was like, oh my God, what stat is that? Oh shit, I'm terrible at that. I hope I do something. You had to, it can cause creative thinking, like it can spark some creative problem solving But it felt really restrictive. It didn't feel fun and creative and challenging. It just felt like this is my bad stat. And so there's basically no point in using it.
0: That shouldn't ever be, in my opinion, that shouldn't ever be a thing for a game focused on narrative and storytelling. Like, why is a game focused on narrative and storytelling basically making you min-max your stats? You can't do the best storytelling you can do when you're limited by numbers, like, right? Like, that's why that's why tabletop role-playing games are a thing versus video games. Like, if I'm restricted by numbers, I'm just going to play a video game. You know, if I want to tell a story with my friends, then I'm going to do tabletop. But if it still feels bad, then it's like, I'm just playing a lesser version of a, of a video game.
3: <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm the kind of person who really likes... Like gritty tactical games. I like games that make me think strategically and make conscientious and deliberate use of skills and abilities to try and win. Mm-hmm. I like that in a TTRPG. Oh, sure.
0: Like I like crunch in a TTRPG. I just mean like Lancer, for example. Yeah. I just mean specifically in a game that is like, this is supposed to be a narrative storytelling game. I'm like, well, why do I have to worry about my shitty little D4? Like, I should just be able to do what I want. And then if I fail at it, fine. But I shouldn't feel like, oh, I shouldn't do this action because it doesn't make sense for me to when it's like, this isn't a grid combat game. This is stupid little kids running around on on bikes and stuff, you know, (laughs) like... I did feel like the adversity he- tokens helped because that's something that we did,
1: in fact, add this time that we hadn't done previously, but they mm-hmm. helped a little bit. If the difficulty is a 10 and you roll a d4 and you don't explode, it's really hard to get enough adversity tokens for that to matter, at least if you're not playing this in a long form campaign. Maybe this is a game that would that would do well in a long form campaign. To me, it feels like it's, it's best suited for that sort of short or midterm play.
0: I think so too,
1: because there's no advancement in this game, is there? I I don't
0: don't think, think so. there is. No, and
1: so there's teens in space. <laughs> <laughs> so so I tend to feel like this is a shorter term game. So it's like when are when are you ever going to have six adversity tokens? I mean Magnolia had four because That's they had easy going. <laughs> yeah, um, and I mean there's some ways that you can help yourself with that, but um, it feels like cool stuff happens in really limited circumstances instead of cool stuff happening some of the time or most of the time. I don't know. I tend to be a very like rule of cool player. Like I like it when the game is like, and then something fucking neat happens. Even if something fucking neat is bad. I like it when games do cool stuff and make the players have the ability to do cool stuff. And in this one, I was like, oh, I rolled bad. Oh, I rolled bad. Oh, I rolled bad again. And it's a little disheartening just in terms of of how it feels to play. Personally, I don't I don't necessarily think that this is like an inherently bad game. It's not a game that I feel like pulls the crunch and the rules light together terribly well. Um, And I definitely have some problems with how it's organized. Like I would really like just like one or two cheat sheets that simplify some of these rules because you don't need a massive like pages long table for everything. But um, there are some people where this might exactly hit the sweet spot in between narrative and crunch. Um, Not for me personally.
0: Yeah, I think ultimately that's where I land is like there are things I really like about it. I like having a die for each stat. I don't necessarily like how it's been implemented in here. And ultimately for me, it just feels like the rules are at ends with what the game is trying to go for. It doesn't make sense to me to have all these graphs of results of die rolls and all these different things when it's like it's supposed to be a narrative rules-light game. I shouldn't have to reference a bunch of graphs anytime I want to do something in a narrative-based game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, especially when there's not a good default. There's no good rules of thumb in this book. If they were like, oh, well, the difficulty is going to be like 10 minus or plus their dice number. Or if they roll two less than the thing, it's always going to be a terrible result. And like there aren't a ton of cheat sheets and like little rules to keep in mind like you literally have to open the book and flip to a table and it's like that's like D&D stuff like that's not yeah. something you tend to see in narrative games
0: yeah. I'll say this but with you know like grain of salt I could run a and d game like without needing to think about the different difficulties and how bad you should fail but that's because D&D doesn't really have a sliding scale on failure it's like you succeed or you don't And so it's like funny that like D&D, which is a mechanically much more complicated game, has a resolution system that makes more sense. I don't know. Like it's just it doesn't like it like I said, it's like it feels like this game is at ends with itself and what it's trying to accomplish.
3: Yeah, I think you absolutely hit it on the head there is that this game has loaded so much of its complexity into its resolution mechanics. And there's not a lot of satisfying complexity outside resolution. Which is where I think the best stuff is, frankly. Um, So the result does feel kind of uneven and a little, at least for me, a little unsatisfying. To me,
2: like, the character creation seems almost like half finished because you do all this work as a group on building your setting and... Like all of the the character relationship questions, which are so cool because you get to, you know, decide your shared history and how each character knows each other character. But then when it comes to, like, actually statting out your player, it's like, you know, a sign of you dice. And I don't know, it, it definitely feels lacking, it feels like it's missing something.
1: I will say uh, one plus of the stats, and this is maybe the only point where I feel like this is a big plus for me personally. It is nice to see my good friend D20. Um, (laughs) I feel like in terms of accessibility, a lot of indie games, especially, you know, also uh, just the ease of designing this probability, a lot of indie games tend to go with D6s, which like makes perfect sense. I got no problem with D6. It's a, it's a perfectly good die to go with, but, um, d20s both a i just i just love them um i'm always happy to see when I, I have an indie game and it's got a d20 i'm like yes it's my old friend but also like they're sort of like the shorthand for tabletop gaming in general um and so it always just it always just delights my heart when i get to to get to play with a, a d20 and all the dice like i actually um something i've said on this show so i have to give kids on bikes credits for credit for this is that it kind of bums me out when a system only uses like one die and it's like but i have all these other dice i want to invite to the party and this one i really do get to use all the dice it's not even like DD where it's mostly d20s and then like your weapons a d8 or whatever this one's like no you're going to use all of them and i do think that's cool i don't necessarily think that this is like the best way to do it it hasn't hit that sweet spot for me but props for including my old friend d20 and also actually involving all of the dice for everyone
0: I'm going to be the asshole that makes a game revolving around the die that people use the least. So it's going to be like a D10 or D12 based game. And it's like, oh, you don't have any? Well, you need 10 of them. And it's only going to be for my game.
3: You already made a game based on the dice nobody uses because you made a Caltrop core game. Okay, but now
0: there's a whole, there's Caltrop core game. So now it's going to be much more used. Now I need to make whatever, what's two Caltrops stacked on top of each other? Oh, that's a D8 if you what? think
3: people don't use a D10 you have not played vampire
0: I haven't played vampire that is correct
3: <laughs> yeah d10s are used for like
2: percentile games
0: yeah uh shadow Roof. okay then I'll use a d12 all I'll apply, use a d12. Wolf
1: okay yeah d12s are stupid nobody likes them d10s what? at least it's easy to stat them out no i don't mean like i don't mean like physically like they're perfectly valid dice it's just like i can't think of the last <laughs> time i used a d12 except I love for this little this.
0: hexagon little bastard look at this little guy <laughs> it's it looks like a flat diamond look at this cu- i get a little bitch
2: it's just a sadder d 20. <sighs>
1: I get mad at D twelve because I think it's a D twenty when I reach in my in my dice. What the cup.
0: faces are so big. It, it's it's like a okay. You know what it no, is. It's a it's a more approachable D twenty because I can read the numbers <laughs> on the fucking faces. I'm not like, what is that? Is that a a nope. six or a nine? What well, I can't tell.
2: What, D- why is this font so small? D twenty or bust. I feel like we've said all the bad we can say about kids on bikes, and now we're Taking out our ire on the poor innocent dice.
3: <laughs> I will say this about the d twelve because we did an episode about random outcome mechanics for cat's Cradle. And Kathleen and I were talking about the d twelve, and the the number twelve is a mathematical powerhouse. You can divide it into all kinds of things. Mm, that is true. So if you were to make a D twelve game, honestly make a D12 it game. would actually be easier than you. I wanna make a D twelve game. I'm gonna f- say fuck the haters. I'm gonna make yeah.
0: a D twelve game. People are gonna get a bunch of D twelves just to play my game that I've never play tested. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be great. It's gonna I be mean awesome. you could just play
2: a powered by the apocalypse game with a D twelve instead of two D sixes. No, and
3: but that's add worse. that extra swing. That's worse. That is objectively worse. It is, but you could do it.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's never stopped me before.
3: (laughs) One thing we uh, joked about off mic is that you could just graft the beginning part of this game, the character creation and setting creation and collaborative world building, and just like graft that onto a PBTA skeleton so that there's a floor and there's a logic to die rolls. Which we have literally done. Um, (laughs) And then I was informed that that exists, and it's called Mom Week. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's the world building and the collaborativeness, especially at the beginning of this. I'm like, damn, yeah. I would put that in any game that had a really established setting. Like in a heartbeat, I'd do that. Oh yeah, um, and I do really think that's like one of the the I think that's probably the single most valuable piece of Kids on Bikes is the way that you treat the rumors and the world building is like
2: awesome. And the character relationships.
1: I'll say it again. Yes. Character yeah, relationships
0: yeah. are super fun. Um, I didn't say this earlier, but it's really fun is, so the way you actually do the character relationships is you have character A, character B. Character A starts with either a positive or a negative question in regards to character B. And then character B turns around and they have to pick the opposite of that. So say character A is like, I want to pick a positive question about you. Then character B has to do a negative question about character A. So it's like, Regardless of how you're doing it, you're flushing it out on the positive and negative. So we were playing like they were playing uh, in our demo game, like childhood friends, and you know it would be very easy to like be light and friendly and just like do only positive questions, right? Like that's what you lean towards. But this game with these negative questions, with making you flush it out, make you think about like oh. What are other ways we could take this? And I, I think that's just, like, really great whenever a game facilitates that, like, open-mindedness and, like, pushes you to think beyond your default boundaries. And,
2: yeah. and what I really liked about it was how it encouraged us to, like, suggest things about other people's characters. Yeah. Like, we'd roll that die and be like, oh, I'm asking myself this question about this character hey cat how do you feel about your character having done this to mine and it's just it's very cooperative it I, I feel like it builds trust at the table and gets everyone invest invested in every other character
3: yeah i know we're over i know it's over but we didn't do
0: them and they're good how would we do i guess we could do them I feel like it's tougher because our characters don't have like
2: history with each other. Yeah, we we sort of, yeah. the library is
1: the is the great tavern in the multiverse.
0: We could still try to do them because it, it's like there were questions that facilitated like strangers too.
2: Oh, that's true. It's like if you don't really know, the, if you're not knowing yeah. the other character.
0: Yeah, so there's character you know positive, character you know negative, and then character you don't know. So we absolutely could do this.
3: You okay. guys want to do this?
0: I would like okay. to. Sure, let's do it. Okay, so who who wants to go first?
3: I think we're being very down on a game, but I think the relationship questions is genuinely, like, unique and special and interesting about it, and we didn't highlight that, so I'd like to yeah. Okay, know, sure. To be fair. Yeah.
2: I think Kat gets to start. Because
3: okay. Because okay. it was their idea.
0: Yeah, so, well, so who do you want to do it on?
3: I'm going to go up to positive, and I'm going to roll about Zen. Oh, crap. Okay, so question 16 is, what would losing this character mean to you? Oh, shit. That's, um, here's the thing. Magnolia is incredibly old. So they like to believe that losing Zen would be a bummer for a little while. They're pretty sure it would be a bummer for a little while, but it's a bummer that they do not like to think about. Oh, Like, they avoid thinking about it more conscientiously than normal.
0: Okay, so now Zen, you roll d20 for character you know negative.
2: I'm actually going to do oh. a character you don't know for Magnolia, because oh. I, feel like Ma- I feel like Magnolia knows Zen way better than Zen knows Magnolia.
3: That's kind of their MO, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, their fear on the character sheet is being known. Like <laughs> That's fair. That's fair.
2: So I rolled an eight, which is, based on what you know, how is this character different from the rest of their family? <laughs> and you know- I feel like that doesn't apply. <laughs> you know Rowan? Yeah. You know Rowan? That's true. I do know Rowan, but Rowan was like a child. So, yeah, so. <laughs> well, maybe you can just say based
1: on the best rest of the library. That's kind of extended yeah, family. I, yeah, yeah, that's okay. true. So based yeah. on
2: the rest of like, I mean, it's definitely that Magnolia doesn't uh, really do the library work that everyone else does, <laughs> and Zen isn't sure like how that's how or why that's allowed and like why was magnolia even pulled here if that is the case but it's a, it's something to ponder.
0: All right, why don't you pick uh why don't you start off another chain? Who do you want to do Zen Zen and Linda or Zen and Rill? And then I guess I'm pick gonna
2: one. I'm going to do um I'm going to do Real. I'm going to do positive. Yeah. I'm going to make you do the negative. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you admire about this character but would never tell them?
0: Oh shit. Ah <gasps> this is more spicy than mystery boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Zen thinks that Rill has like a really varied skill set that is like out of Zen's scope. Like Zen is very good at like one particular thing and that is smashing. But Rill is like as good a cook as Linda and, like, knows all of this first aid and medical stuff and has also done magic in certain worlds. And, like, Zen just thinks Real has such range and isn't really sure how how to express that or if they even want to express that. But they think that's <laughs> very, very cool about Real.
0: Oh, I'm so happy for Real. Okay, so character you know negative. All right, let's go. Let's go. Real to Zen. Uh, I got a two, which is what secret are you keeping from this character that you would be devastated if they found out? I mean, oh, that's hard because the secret kind of already came out in What's So Cool About Monster Blood, which is they they were legitimately thinking about trying to kill Zen because <laughs> yeah. Dark Linda told them to. What secret? Well, I'm trying to think of what else we could do from, from there.
2: This is a uh, fun mechanic that I feel like is actually easier with brand new characters.
1: Yeah, our our at least our core three archivists know each other really well because they've. Well, been... I mean, I could do.
0: Let's see. Maybe if I do character you don't know, or is that would that not work?
1: <laughs> I'm not sure that would work, but I think you could. You could. I mean, you could also make that in the past tense, and the fact that Rill did have that that big secret.
0: Also, uh, let's see. I'd be. Oh, you know what? I know a secret that Rill doesn't want Zen to know. That they think she'd be devastated to find out. They think that Hope could take them in a fight they think
2: <gasps> oh <laughs>
1: they think wow. they think hope is stronger
2: <laughs> ouch. ouch all right it's your you turn you
0: cannot tell it's <laughs> <that. laughs> my turn um i will do let's do real and linda i'll do i'll do positive and then linda has to do negative <laughs> oh no <laughs> okay i got a one i'm rolling really low today like what the fuck <laughs> What did this character do for you that makes you owe them a debt you can't repay? Uh I mean, yeah, the the whole thing with Dungeon Bitches. wasn't wasn't Linda the one that like killed the ghost or what? Yeah, Linda punched a ghost for oh, them. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like Linda's kind of been like their surrogate mom and just like made them feel very welcome and at home in 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 the library like they've become or she's become like the safe person for them and i think like that's definitely something real can't repay because it's just like they're afraid of people (laughs) you know like they don't make connections with other people and and to a degree this goes to a degree this goes to zen as well but linda especially goes out of her way to 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 make real comfortable and so like you know real knows that and understands that and appreciates that.
1: Okay, so I have to do negative and this is going to be heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I rolled a 14, which was, what would this character have to do to get you to forgive them? <gasps> what I do? <laughs> yeah, I... Oh, man. Yeah, I don't think Rill has really done anything that makes Linda feel terribly betrayed, except for the fact that not knowing about about Dark Linda I'm sure um did not like sit well with her because uh she wants to try and like protect Rill and keep them safe.
0: Yeah, what was her opinion about how Rill kept Dark Linda and was even like kind of working for her like you know yeah. they didn't know really at the, Yeah, that was the kind time. of fucked up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I can't blame Well, Linda can't blame Rill for for doing what Dark Linda asked or at least trying to because like that lady real scary (laughs) and like she manipulated Rill. That's what she does. And so like, of course, that, you know, Rill would Rill would go along with that because that's like that's what dark Linda does. But I think she was probably really hurt that real didn't come back and even like check in and be like, uh, this wasn't you, right? This was like some super fucked up negative, especially cause they already know that like, there are these, there are these dark versions of themselves. So, so yeah, we'll go ahead and swap that out for, uh, for the other question, which is that Linda was probably pretty hurt and didn't want to bring it up. Cause she, she doesn't like want to make a big deal about things.
0: No, no. Oh, no. the baggage
1: archives. I'm gonna do Magnolia now. Okay, so I'm gonna do character you don't know because they don't know each other that well. And I rolled a 16. What terrible loss did this character suffer? Huh. It's the loss of their world. Yeah. Right? I mean, I mean, that's that's the big one is that um, there's clear that there's something that Magnolia experienced back on their home world. that has to do with loss, maybe a loss of a battle or a loss of a war. And that it was a it was a big bummer.
0: There's some there's some trauma there. Someone got shot in the neck through it with an arrow.
3: <laughs> it happens. Positive. Why do you have a bond with this character that can never be broken? Book club. <laughs> first of all forged in the fires of book club but second of all just like honestly it wasn't even anything uh linda did it was what rill did because rill said linda lets me watch her cook and i'm not human and so what magnolia kind of took from that is just like oh i can like i can trust linda not to be weird about me wanting to learn more about people because Rill has told me I can trust Linda about this.
0: You're welcome, Linda. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, Linda's cool with that. She likes
1: making friends and Magnolia's friendly.
3: Magnolia's very friendly and just like genuinely trusts Linda a bunch. And that's why they were like asking Linda lots of questions about people this arc. Brill <laughs> said they could. Speaking of which, character you know positive. For real? Yeah, they love Rill. What is the bravest thing you've ever seen this character do? I mean, Magnolia watched you interact with a noble demon. Magnolia watched Rill like yeah engage with a creature that could crush them. Yeah,
0: they were also like super disassociating though <laughs>
3: at that point. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Magnolia during that arc also watched Rill like sprint outside to see a dragon. Like yeah, uh, oh,
0: that's true. Yeah,
3: they were just like yeah, you know, Rill is Rill was a huge badass that arc. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, that was Ra- Ranger Rill was an absolute hero, and I think Magnolia like magnolia's is like you know what Rill is not afraid of the unknown. That's very powerful of them. That's something Rill is extremely suited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: It's because Rill is so used to being afraid of everything. They're not afraid of nothing, or they're not afraid of things they don't yeah. know.
3: because all the things they know are scary. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Alright, character you know negative because I think Rill and Magnolia actually do like hang out and stuff, so. And yeah. Rill knows Magnolia's secret. Okay, a 16. How far would you go <gasps> to make this character suffer?
3: Man. What? I mean... Workplace bullying, no! <laughs> really.
0: no! Yeah, I think the furthest Rill would go would be workplace bullying, but like, that, that's not suffering, that's just like...
2: Today, Rill made Magnolia go on a mission. <laughs>
0: yeah. Work, workplace bullying.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: It's
0: workplace bullying. Yeah. I mean, workplace bullying is kind of the. Like, Real doesn't want to make Magnolia suffer. Um, if you're talking about, like, Dark Real, yeah. Dark Real would, like, they wouldn't do that either. But if they had a reason to, they'd go as. F- Far as they needed to but regular real is like i don't want to i don't want to make you suffer what the fuck (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna hang out and watch watch planar tv together
3: oh that sounds rad and dark magnolia is management so you can't make dark magnolia (laughs) (laughs) they also never do any work but it's because they make everyone else do. i
2: think all that's left is me and linda is zen and linda
3: okay zen and linda
2: i i'll be the the non-coward this time i'll roll negative because you've already rolled a negative for people. Yeah. So. What does this character do that makes you immediately lose your temper? <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes Linda can be, like, too nice. Zen is very much a-, a woman of, like, action and, like, act first, think later. And I think sometimes, like, Linda wants to spend too much time talking things out. Yeah, that yeah
1: that's, uh, that's pretty much what Linda does. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. I'll go ahead and roll for character you know positive. I rolled a five. Why do you care about this character more than they care about you?
2: Oh, ouch.
1: That's actually a pretty harsh positive. Um, yeah. I mean, with Linda, I think she sort of wants to adopt everybody. Like, I think she cares deeply about about her friends. And I'm not sure... From her perspective, she doesn't necessarily know that Zen is like a close friend like she thinks that maybe zen views them more as like work friends and linda thinks of them as friend friends and i think she also sees that even though zen is this like super powerful warrior lizard princess that she's also had really tough stuff in her background and has a lot of things that she's carrying around and linda wants to try and do her best to protect her even though um, she knows that like zen is fully capable of protecting herself she wants to try and like insulate
0: her from the world a little bit if she can
2: all of Linda's friends have mommy issues.
1: Yeah, they
0: kind of do. Real doesn't have mommy issues. Real has authority issues and <laughs> s- sexy people trying to use their sexiness against them.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I think this does like highlight how like again how this would be better for like brand new characters because stuff like how far would you go to make this character suffer and like what terrible loss have they suffered? Like That helps flesh out like brand new characters that don't really have a lot of prior history. And it brings back the rumors thing that we talked about earlier. Like you can say like for the character you don't know, like a lot of that is rumors and you can talk it over with the other people at the table and be like, what do you think about me knowing this about you? And I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I also think I mean, I think this was this was cool and and fun for characters um, that have been around for a while and already have pre-existing relationships, too, because it was like a like a nice deep dive into our relationships and things that we don't often talk about between these characters.
3: I also think it's perfect for the setting because Listener, I'm sorry, but think back to when you were a teen and the very complicated relationships you had with your friends yeah. when you were a teen. It's easy for us as adults to be like, wow, that's freaking harsh. But like, teens be harsh. Yeah. You're right about that, actually.
1: <laughs> so yeah, the, there's a lot about about the decision making as a table about this game that's actually like super rad. And I wish there were more mechanics that were better suited for it. Well, I wish the mechanics were better suited for it. I do not wish there were more mechanics. Please don't put more <laughs> mechanics in this. There's too many.
2: Yeah, I think my my final judgment is this game is more fun to play before you start playing than after oh my you God. start playing. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Am I wrong, though? Yeah. Uh, no.
1: I, well, I had a good time playing it. I enjoyed it. But I don't think it would be my go-to game grab and go system i think i'd be more likely to take their rumors and character piece and add them to monster of the week if someone was like i want to do stealing that i want to do a like teens go on a spooky adventure i'd be like well i will assemble that
0: (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna do monster on bikes (laughs) (laughs) so do we know what we're playing next arc yet we do what are we playing
2: remember dungeon bitches Yes, we're doing the complete opposite of that. <laughs> <laughs> Next arc, we're gonna play Wander Home
1: Ooh, by J
2: Dragon, which um, I compare it to Dungeon Bitches because it is a GM-less game. So it's gonna be our main gang together again, all three of us. But this is also a dice-less game. So it's a lot like Henshin in like the ways of the mechanics. So it'll it'll be like the, the diceless mechanics of Henshin mixed with the randomized setting of dungeon bitches but wonder home is like a pastoral exploration and wandering game where you play like sentient animals basically traveling from town to town and just helping out it's very wholesome very warm and fuzzy and i'm really excited for that
0: i can't wait can't to be wait. a furry it's
2: gonna be cute I wanna
0: <laughs> <home>. <laughs> all right well thank you all for listening thank you Kat, for guesting and being a wonderful normal human Thank you all so much. Uh, hopefully you'll tune in next time for Wander Home. That'll also be a fun time. Uh, but have... what? How do we sign off on these?
2: <laughs> thanks uh, for listening, friends. Yeah, yeah thanks, for, thanks listening, for listening,
0: everyone. Listening. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. The Eternity Archives is hosted, produced, and edited by Dorca, Bappy, and Sipa. Find us on Twitter at, at the archives Pod or online at TheEternityArchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from zapsplat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Subscribe to our Ko-fi for all sorts of exclusive bonuses, behind-the-scenes content, and other fun surprises. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
1: Proud member of the Rainbow Roll Network. Rainbow Roll. Our Our stories are our voices.